Hello everyone, this is Mark. I would like to welcome you to Speak Brave Podcast. And I want to thank you for this journey that we have traveled together in the last year, year and a half, where you have became loyal listeners and friends and corresponded with me on iTunes and Facebook and SoundCloud. I want to thank John. Thank you. I want to thank John for your for your energy for your curiosity, and for your contribution to the success of this podcast. And I want to thank you, the listener, whether you are in Florida or New Zealand or Turkey or, or France. Or the space station. Or the space station. This is still my goal. And to make sure that not only am I heard there, but continuously subscribed. And thank you for your subscriptions. Thank you for everything. Let's talk about reflection, John. All right. Let's talk about what can we learn for the future? What is your goals for the future? What can we learn? We're just at the end of the year 2017. Mm -hmm. 2017, how was your year, John? Um, I've told some people that the year had more than its share of difficulties. And perhaps in a lot of ways was an extremely difficult year. And yet, for me, it was one of the most successful years that I've ever had. And that um, the strides that were made, the clarity of purpose and direction, and the knowledge of the fact that there was still so much untapped potential and opportunity that lay out there before me, I found myself enthused, excited, enjoying, even powering through the difficult times and coming to the end of 2017 knowing that I'm still tracking upward. That's good. You mean that you're still alive? Not just alive, but you have health. I have my health, uh, I have my mind, mm-hmm. I have great friends, I have... Uh, the blessing of a home. I still live in a great nation. I am associated with great people. I listen to and read great authors and speakers and materials. And I just continue this lifelong learning experience and I revel in it as I go because I don't just get the cognitive learning, but I'm beginning to discover so many, many more of the beautiful delights that life presents to us each and every single day, big, small. I'm noticing more, and in noticing more, I'm being delighted more often. Mm. This is my goal. This is my message, and this is why, for me, 2017 was and can only be described as a successful year john as you were saying this you know what came to mind what a year of deep gratitude Mm -hmm. you know i i think that sometimes we forget to be grateful we forget to be grateful some people may already be grateful and Mm -hmm. the gratitude prayer and gratitude um gratitude proposition of mind is weaved throughout their day but for some people i think gratitude is not existent right um you know i, know I think they have a hard time finding yeah. anything to be thankful yeah. for or happy about and i have seen people in my life who i love 
and uh, even my relatives. Yeah, sometimes. same Some here. people, relatives, that instead of looking at a problem, <laughs> I'm sorry, even looking at the situation, every situation is a problem. Yeah, they, they and that is annoying, and it's uh, to them it's not oh, annoying. I it's, can it's, relate. It's, it's, a, it's order this, of business, right? Yeah. It's like okay, you know what? Oh, this this thing, this my. Um, my, I don't know, my computer does not work. You know, my phone broke down. Oh, this is not working. And and what happens afterwards is the storm of complaining. Is the storm of, oh, and they use the strong words, uh, cuss words sometimes. But not real cuss words, but like in the middle cuss words. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. You know, like, is that, it's not really a cuss word. It's not a regular word. It's that word of of uh, amplification just to show how much you are that, you, uh, you, you dislike the situation yeah and then and then you say oh this is a problem you know what uh, i understand i do too i understand but it doesn't have to be no it doesn't but you know what i also want to take a look back john and look at this from a different perspective I cannot be in a position of okay uh, why are you doing this i don't want to be in a position that i'm you know providing uh, feedback maybe they don't want my feedback maybe the people don't want your feedback they like you think this is wrong wrong or right but they don't care no they don't care because life fits them yeah isn't that true it is and it's they don't care about your feedback they don't care about your opinion they don't care about your experience they don't care about your wisdom they think this is fine yeah. And what Can do I, you and what do you say? What do you do? You accept well, it? Do you accept it? Do you well, say, there comes a point where you have to because they're not going to give you any other options but to accept it. But in accepting it, that's simply saying, okay, there's nothing more I can do here. But for me, if I can put myself in that position, because I know exactly of what you're speaking of, because you do. Okay, I've tell me seen, an example. Well, we have family that way. Uh, very, well, I, I don't want to say this is my relative, so let's just well, say I have I, seen. You know, yeah. I I have family that have uh, certain members of the family that have just an extremely dreary life. Can I just say that um, they're miserable? And That's sad, and John. they live. That is sad. They Isn't live it in this sad? It's hard to get a smile out of their face. As a matter of fact, their faces, every time you see a picture of them, it, the expression on their face is always that, mm, almost like a grimace. <laughs> it's not funny, John. I know. But it's not fun. It's sad. It's like a grimace. But it's, really? But yet, it's it's become the the picture that one sees in their mind and identifies with. And then when you have conversation with them, all the conversation is about what's wrong with everything in life, uh, from politics to religion to work to home to If community. everything is wrong, where can it be right? Said, how can I, it be right? Well, how can people live that way? And, and having seen that, I just... Here's what I've discovered for me. I, there comes a point when one has to make a choice as far as what are you going to allow yourself to be exposed to? Right. The Now, there is that phrase that you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. But I also want to point out that if, for example, you know that when you get together with family, you're going to be going into a somewhat, can I use the word toxic? Well, yes, yeah, sometimes. You might be going into a somewhat toxic environment. It's definitely going to be a negative environment. It's going to be an environment that is not going to talk about what good is taking place and what's beautiful about the day or anything like right, that. Right, right, right. 
you don't have to allow yourself to dwell into that kind of an area or even necessarily listen to everything that's being said. You can develop some protective mechanism, but the truth is, and I hate to say this, and it, and it's sad to have to say it, but sometimes you have to limit your time with specific yes, individuals I, absolutely. because absolutely. it just simply provides no emotional no. benefit nourishment no new emotional no there is no nourishment it, 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 <laughs> it literally sucks the life and the air out of a room oh i have this idea okay we can call or refer to someone who may exhibit those qualities as a person who is a black hole oh a black hole you know, yeah. a black hole sucks the life energy the light, right? It even sucks the light. There's nothing else. It just mm-hmm. apparently that's what it is. So stay away from black holes because it will destroy the light that you have in you. So let's switch gears a little bit. Let's switch gears a little bit. One of the lessons that I have learned in 2017 is the importance of self-talk. It's the words you say to yourself because, and I have seen this before. The words you say to the universe, the words you say to the room, the words you say to yourself, to your loved ones, words matter. They do. And uh, a lot of times, and I know this, John, right? I know this. I know this from logical, rational, analytical point of view. But sometimes the emotional point of view uh, overtakes my rationality. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, um, I can do this. I can overcome this. I say the opposite. I say the opposite. And it's very hard for me to adjust. Even I know the power of words. What is the solution then? What is the solution that um, your feelings overpower your rational thinking? And sometimes you get stuck. Perhaps maybe you should change your diet. Change the diet, okay. Yeah, the, we oh, think, well, look at it this way. You look at yourself in the mirror and you realize that you don't like the way you appear. You change your diet, so therefore you begin to make brilliant. an adjustment to the food. That's brilliant. And the food that you start eating is the food which is more beneficial and you become more active and you become proactive about your diet. Now, isn't it true that what we feed our mind is in a sense a diet? So change your diet, begin to change what it is that you feed to your mind. Self-talk, I think, is and not I know, where And I know start. you are very um, versed in self-talk, right? You yeah. have a self-talk uh, ritual, or mm-hmm. don't you? Can you well, tell us more about it? I would or just share. I would just simply say that for me, self-talk occurs in a number of venues. Obviously, when I have time and I'm traveling in the car, I've learned that I don't need to have the radio on. And if I don't have a CD on, listening to someone speak about something positive, something life-changing, something affirmative, something building, something that makes you better, and something that you can do to make other people's lives better, that I'll be having this self-talk. And my self-talk will take on two forms. One would be I might rehearse what I want to say in a speech, or I might rehearse the events that have occurred in my life, or I might re live a particular moment where I think to myself, you know, going back to that situation, if I had done this, could I have made the situation better? And I don't do it because of regret. I do it because you want to try to learn from your failures to get better and to change your talk. But my self-talk also is uh, 
sometimes in in prayer. Mm. I'm a person of prayer. You're a person of faith. And as a person of faith and believing in prayer, I insist upon, believe without any question whatsoever, regardless of what anybody out there might think, that uh, conversation with deity, conversation with a greater power, conversation with something that really has no identifying marks, it is just faith-based entirely, uh, can be very, very edifying and beneficial, and it can remind us of things. And when you couple that with either great quotes that you have read from books you've read or heard or scripture, and Mm -hmm. scripture is a great teaching point as well. And let me point out that though the Bible may be, for example, a central teaching text for me as far as life and how to live it and how to live it better, I am not adverse to reading the writings of many, many great minds, people who weren't necessarily associated, for example, with evangelical Christianity or Catholicism or Judaism, but their writings reflect the fact that they had a deep sense of consciousness and connection to a power that was greater than they were. And when I read Gandhi, I never cease to be amazed at the depth of power in the man's words. When I read Martin Luther King, of course, Martin Luther King was a man of deep faith. But uh, there are so many people that have written so many incredible things. Aristotle, Socrates, there's been some writings. Uh, Hippocrates was an amazing individual. Uh, There's uh, classical writings, historical writings, writings by... Our world's been blessed with a lot of individuals who have passed on very, very positive things. So, and these are available for people. So it's a feeding the mind yes. begins with what you read, what you see, what you watch, what you surround yourself with and let yourself be exposed to. Yes. And then through that, your self-talk begins to take on a different kind of a thought process because whereas a negative pops up, you immediately have a retort. Yeah, You have a rebuttal. What this reminds me of is, do you believe... That there's a sense of unequivocal balance in the world? Mm-hmm. I think balance is something that we all strive for, and I think it is something that we need to work for. But balance in the sense that if there's darkness in the world, uh-huh. if there is negativity, and there will be, and heaviness, and you know, maybe mm-hmm. despair, at the same time, when all of those things are present, there's an equal measure joy mm-hmm. and love and, and meat, light and hope and laughter and curiosity mm-hmm. and adventure and discovery do you believe and i'm going to ask you an intuitive question john do you believe that this world that we live in that that the place that is given to us that there is equal amounts that they balance each other out do you believe that I th- then I have a follow-up question because okay. this is very important. So we'll just answer that if you can. I would probably say that there are equal measures of it in balance, but here would be the differentiation. Unlike darkness, which in my opinion, I'll look at it, I'll put it this way. The one thing that darkness cannot resist is light. Mm. What does that mean? Well, think of it this way. You can have darkness surrounding you, and you can be traveling in the night. And as soon as there is a even subtle approach of dawn, mm-hmm. you can look and you can immediately, almost instantaneously see because of that subtle bit of light, that little glimmer that is beginning to arise, that clarity is beginning to okay. come in. Okay. 
But how does that uh, relation between light it and It shows me that light is stronger than darkness. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. All right. So if, if we have this thinking that, light, that there's darkness and light, and it's equal measure, right? Equal measure in terms equal of measure. availability. Availability. So is our task then to seek out light? Yes. Our task is then to, to do what? Our task is then uh, to... Uh, Not just seek it, then, but to become the bearer of light. Become the bearer of light. Okay, to bring why? light, to why? share light. Why is that important? Because when you dispel darkness and you bring clarity, you help lives to open up to see greater and better things. So you become a role model. Yes. So if, if there's equal measure, but isn't it harder to find light? Isn't it harder to be it joyful? It can be. can be, especially if you are deeply harder? ingrained in a practice and a living and environment and a mindset that has been pervasively dark for a long time. Now... God forbid that we would ever see an individual who arrives at the point of a black hole because if a black hole is scientifically, as it's been discussed in a theoretical sense, as destructive, devastating, and absolutely void of any form of light, then if a person has arrived at a dark hole, as far as I'm concerned, they're sucked into an abyss that has no end because a dark, a black hole by its very definition, and if you like science fiction, which I do, black holes capture everything. They literally suck in and obliterate everything from matter to That's... life, and they consume. They consume stars. They consume planets. They consume light. It's Time. The black hole is the most amazing anomaly that's ever been discussed. And out of the mind of man comes this amazing thing. And you wonder, are they really real? Well, and if they are really real, yeah. what is their purpose in the scheme of the universe that I is so know. vast we can't imagine? But, but we don't want a person to be that yeah. way. Well, it gives us something to talk about. It gives us something to to have a concept of, right? Yeah, black exactly. Hole. So that's okay. So we talked about self talk. Well, you mentioned black hole thinking, so I I did. Yeah, I did. So we talked about self talk. We talked about um, the discovery of goodness and light and positivity, right? Mm -hmm. Let's. There's look one more at feature it. of light, by the way. Tell me. Warmth. Yeah, absolutely. Warmth. We like warmth as people, don't we? We warmth, want to be around. Warmth, warmth yeah. is a delightful thing. It's... Yeah, we do. So let's ask one more question. As you reflect on your year, John and listeners and mm -hmm. myself, what one event, one event, or maybe one person, or maybe one circumstance that you have come across this year mm -hmm. that have helped you to see things more clearly, or maybe in a different light, or maybe in a way that you haven't thought of before. Maybe somebody who is so passionate about something, or maybe somebody who is so different from you. What is one thing or one event that have, and I'll share one with you as well, that we that have changed the trajectory of this year, John, for you? Mm, that's a tough one. I say it's a tough one only because 
there have been so many events this year that have had an important part in more than a few trajectory changes. But I'm going to go back to the very beginning of the year, and I am going to put out this thanks to Maggie Sabatier-Smith. Now, at the time that Maggie issued this challenge, mm-hmm. that I took it as a challenge, that we were in the month of December one year ago, this month, and we were actually having our Christmas fellowship at the Toastmasters Club in Lakeland, and we had that, yes. concluded, and I remembered that at the Christmas fellowship last year, I showed up as Attila the Claus. I still have the pictures. Yeah, I still have the pictures, too, to show for it. But <laughs> as, as Attila the Claus, I was the, quote, contest master-in-chief. I right. was the tyrant. I was the warlord of the meeting. And I remember that we had a wonderful time. We had food, fellowship, fun, laughter. We had a contest. We had a winner. We had awards passed out. And then during the wrap-up of the meeting, our president at that time, who was Maggie, began to talk about the idea of maybe for 2017, Mm -hmm. instead of doing resolutions, which the greatest percentage are never done, usually even discarded within the first two to three months of a new year. Instead of that, consider maybe a word. A word, word, a power word, a word for 2017. Now, again, there are different types of mindsets, but I was at a crossroads in my life at that particular time. I, I understood my dilemma. I understood some choices I had made. I realized that I had done some foolish things, some ill-advised decisions that had impacted me financially. However, I also knew that there were many, many good things taking place in my life that I could build upon. And one of those things that had actually begun back in 2015 was the relationship that I had developed with you and with Dr. Diane Longstreet in the development of my speaking niche and my communications direction because it was a gift that was given to me, a gift that I wanted to use effectively and use for value and for the building up of other lives. But I really had no core focus. It was a hodgepodge. Maggie said, find a word and let that word be so ingrained in your thought process that it becomes the hallmark of how you do things. Some people said, yeah, I can think of a word, excellence, greatness, uh, success. And that was it. And we really didn't get a lot of people who were takers on it because they treated it in pretty much the same fashion as they did when they talk about a resolution. But But you took it differently. We took it very seriously. And you have inspired me. Yeah, thank you for that. And you have. And through me, I think I have transported this message to others. Mm Mm-hmm. Through that word that my wife and I settled on, and then through the inspiration of what I refer to as a drill down. And a drill down simply means 
we find the word. Call it the call it the the mine where you know where the jewels are buried. The word is the doorway, mm-hmm. but then you must go in and dig deeper into that word in order to find the nuggets of precious gems and gold and ore that will give that word even greater significance in life. Thus, my wife and I determined that we would take each letter of that word and we would find a word, starting with that letter, that would represent a behavioral characteristic of individuals who possessed this trait. And this trait would not be a noun as much as it would be an action trait. And I think there's an importance there. We want to be people of action because action generates momentum. Momentum creates results. And momentum and results are the desire of everyone. Now along the way, does that mean that all the actions are going to be successful? No. But being surrounded by individuals who have read and studied and pointed me in the direction of great reading and study, I realize that no truly great successful individual can possibly arrive at success unless they have failed numerous times. Absolutely. Thank you, John. You have talked about your power word, that how seriously you have taken this Mm -hmm. challenge. And I have been inspired to follow your example. You have been a leader by grabbing onto the word Mm -hmm. resolve. That was your word and expanding on it, teaching, sharing and lifting others to do the same. So I will thank you directly for that. And I hope this is a challenge I'd like to offer to my listeners as well. Think about the word, a power word. For the next year um, the year and stick with it stick with it commit to it because that's how results again mm-hmm. I've I, been generated commit to a word that will take you travel with you for the rest of the year right I I understand things change and things adjust and pivot and you know sometimes you write the high sometimes you write the low mm-hmm. but stick with the word Last year, this year, I have selected one word too. I don't know if I told you. I think I told you. You told me. What was it? Magic. (laughs) It's true. Magical. Magical. This year has been magical Mm -hmm. in so many ways. I was able to do my first TEDx talk. I hope one of many. Mm -hmm. Now I understand the process. Now I understand how to appear, look, and transform from the camera into the audience that is sitting there, but also to the audience that will live on the internet, the video will live on the internet and be shown again and again and again. The message, the dynamic, the energy, the interchange between speaker and the audience, I understand those things better now. I understand that TED talk and the message like that takes time to be meditated, to be distilled, to be, it's a gift. Mm -hmm. It truly is a gift that you think about and meditate and you present to the audience and hopefully it will be 
shown in front of people that needs to hear it. Right. Months and years after you've given the talk. Mm. So that's one thing. Yeah. Another thing I learned is that I always believed I have a story. But this year I was able to elevate my professional speaking game and my professional speaking endeavors to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful for that. The people that I have met, the contacts that I have established, and yet the pathways that are still opening up. Right. And this year has been magical because I feel that I was able to see things and feel things and perceive things with much uh, deeper understanding. Yeah. Uh, the way that I interact with the world. I mean, let's face it, I'm getting older. <laughs> Nothing wrong right. with that, though. So maybe it's finally the wisdom is knocking on the door and, and sending me a mail and sending me a letter saying, Mark, it is time for you to start paying attention. Mm -hmm. So, friends, if you are thinking about the next year, just like John have shared and I have shared, share with us your power word for 2018. Share your power word with your loved ones, with your tribe, with people who are in your inner circle. Yes. And then outer circle. Think about one word and commit to that word. Write it down. Because mm -hmm. I believe if you write things down, you're 42% more likely to follow through and achieve those goals. This is according to um, a study from uh, Major University. Major University in California. And it was featured in a book by Mel Robbins, The Five Second Rule. Mm -hmm. So think about the power word. Write it down. And share it with us. Friends, thank you for sharing this journey with us. And thank you for listening. We talked quite a uh, deep range today. From black holes to toxic people to self-talk to power words. And I hope this is just the beginning. Yes. Just the beginning of an exciting leg and part of a journey. And if you're ever in town, come to Florida. Visit us at Disney. And think about the power words that are coming through. So I'll see you next year. See you next week. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mark. And whatever you do, don't forget to speak brave.